man, the Brewers are hot. We got a team this year. I read some yep. of the best 50 game record ever. And man, yeah, if you look at Twitter, you would think they weren't that good of a team. It's kind it's kind of what I've been saying is that like people are shitting on them and they're gonna win probably 94, 95 games at least. Oh, I just got my spicy meatball. Oh, is it gonna be a positive one? You'll see. All righty. This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 29 of Banging on the Drum. Uh, In this episode, I think we kind of hit our lull for the year. I mean, maybe we'll, we'll catch ourselves up on some basketball, see what's going on in hockey. Riley's going to have a bunch of soccer stuff for us to talk about. And then we're going to be crushing some dingers later in the show. So we'll start how we normally do. We'll start with Mike and see what Mike's overs and unders for the week are this week. I got a couple of overs and I've been like really trying to figure out what my under is for the week, but I got a couple of overs. Uh, So we mentioned last week, got all them strawberries. Well, I actually ate strawberry tarts on Sunday, broke my diet over it, but um, I'm willing to do that. And then my son uh, graduated from 4K today. Big day, big day in the Doherty household. And then I think I mentioned last week, we actually got him like riding the bike, but he's all over the place with it now. So, um, what did he finish in his class? Was he towards the top percentile? Oh, so he was in the second. Um, he was in the second chair today, so that must mean he's real smart, or he's got a early last name or something. I'm not sure which, but we'll go with he's smart. Good job. Yep, I like it. And so uh, him riding his bike, he's all over the place with it, which is still pretty cool, right? Oh yeah. I don't know. Like I can't think of a good under. Um, I have a bunch of strawberries and I won't make myself a strawberry pie yet because tomorrow I'm going to break the diet for maybe the weekend. Oh, why don't you make like a strawberry jam or like, or is it strictly pies only for those? No, so I am a, so I wouldn't eat strawberry jam anyway. It's too, got, got too much sugar in it. It's like, it would break like, so that would break my diet pretty quickly on there because I, that would throw me right off. I can't eat peanut butter because it uh, makes me, it's too sweet. And so then I want other sweet stuff. And so sure. peanut what butter is, falls into that. What category. exactly is your diet? Like what's the restrictions on it? So uh, no sweets. So, and I basically run off of Pat's theory on sweets, which is if you don't put cheese on it, or if you can't put cheese on it, then it's a sweet. The only exception I can think of is apple pie. Some people put cheese on apple pie. That's fucking gross. That's psychotic. Yeah. It's I've had it. It's not that bad. Like a sharp cheddar cheese on apple pie is okay. But but so is it like calorie based at all, or is it just uh I no longer like count calories or anything. I just eat meat, cheese, nuts, and veggies. So it's like kind of keto. Yeah. Low carb, pretty low carb. 
no breads, no, I don't eat fruit because fruit's too sweet. It'll throw me off the, the wagon. I can see where people would be do like, well, fruit's not a dessert. I think that to some extent it kind of is. Do you enjoy any of your meals? <laughs> yeah. So today, actually today I had a, so I guess it was labeled as a pot roast when I got it from the butcher, but I cooked it more like a steak. Takes okay. a little bit longer to get it to the internal temp, but I had, yeah, just like, uh, okay. like a steak that was probably like an inch and a half or two inches thick. Was my, 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 my whole diet's day. like, <laughs> my whole diet's like fruit snacks and like Coca-Cola. So I couldn't even imagine that. <laughs> uh, so that's basically the way I used to live my life is I'll drink soda all day and then, um, eat whatever I wanted. Like anything I want. Not, there's not too many things that I don't enjoy eating. And so then I put on like 70 pounds from the time I quit wrestling till uh, Christmas. So that's like seven, no, probably more like nine months. I put on 70 to 75 pounds. It was a little too much. And then I let it stay like that for about four or five years. And then I cut it off. So, so your over was your son's a genius graduated 4k number two in the class and he can ride his bike and you're and i got under- strawberry tarts and my mom made them which makes it a thousand times better than me having to make them nice. one she's better at making that stuff and two i didn't have to do it i've heard good things about the her strawberry tarts I feel yeah, like but you heard all that shit from me but you can't ever, like i don't think I think the only person that I ever, like, I, the only person that got to try them that I worked with was PJ. I was sick one day and I had like maybe like 45 of them and about 10 of them made it into work. But I, I didn't feel so great. So I couldn't finish. Sucker. All right, Ryan. What do you got? What do you got? You almost dying from a hundred fever last week. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit of a fever last week and the, it was more of just like I couldn't swallow any, like I couldn't eat anything, couldn't keep anything down. It was just kind of inconvenient, and I was tired. Like it wasn't too bad. It was. I've had worse. I've had that, and then another big under. We got new uniforms at work, and they're gray, and I just sweat through everything, and that's awful. I, we just got them uh, today. Was the first day we wore them, and I I looked disgusting. It was it was awful. So that's a pretty big under. Is, is there anything like a, you can do to like prevent? Yeah, there is. I didn't, we didn't try them on before anything. We just kind of got them, ordered them and got them in. And yeah, I will be <laughs> wearing an undershirt, making sure I get near all the fans. I don't know. It, it sucks. Like I sweat when it's like 60 degrees. So like right now it's already bad enough for me. I just, I don't know. Minor inconvenience. Is it like a jumpsuit or is it like just a gray? No, no, no. It's just, it's a gray, like collared shirt, like uh, not collared. What do you call it? Well, yeah, collared, the buttons up here. It's like a golf polo. There it is. Yeah, gray polos. So is it like cotton or is it one of those? It's, it's, it's like an athletic, yeah, dry wick, like Under Armour type of material, which is also nice, but it just, it doesn't breathe well, is the main thing. Like, it's so heavy. How many of those do they give you? Four I got. I can get more, but it's four free ones. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. We can wear other ones certain days, but we have to wear these ones. I 
Monday through Thursday and then Friday, or if, if I go on Saturday, I can wear something else, but a special so, shirt. Yeah. So I got a, I got a question for you. Um, can you just like overdo it? Like don't put on any like deodorant or nothing, like nothing that's going to help you not sweat. And so that you just look like a slob and they're like, Riley, just wherever the fuck, wear whatever the fuck. We have someone like that, like unironically, that kind of gets talked about behind his back. And I just don't want to be that person. But I, I guess that could be an option if, if we get to the dog days down here. I'm struggling. That's fair. That's fair. Not <laughs> wanting to be that person, I can understand. <laughs> yeah. And then my over big weekend here, uh, it's Donnie, my little dog. So we're taking him to a Texas Rangers game because it's Bark in the Park. So that's going to be his first big outing. So we're a little nervous with that, but I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, he looks like he'd be a decently chill dog. I guess I only see pictures of him, really. But yeah, he he's a people person. Like if you just like catch with him, he'll be your best friend for the rest of the time. What about a dog? Like other dogs, does he have problems with other dogs? That's yeah. See, that's where we we don't know. He's decent with other dogs. We just with dogs, he doesn't know. He's he just freaks out. So I don't want to do that with thousands of dogs. Just yeah. So we how don't old, know. How old is he again? Just turned a year in February. So he's he's kind of young, but he's just full of energy. And whenever he sees another dog, he just wants to play, which I don't blame him, but. Yeah, I would just, oh, well. if I was you, I would just figure it out early because our dogs, so my dogs are three and eight and we're trying to get it to the point where we can bring them to restaurants and it's rough. Like sometimes, sometimes they're great and sometimes like they're shits. So I don't get exactly how that is, but I would, I would stick with it if I was you. Just yeah, keep that's bringing a, them wherever you can bring them. They like every place down here, like brings dog, like they have dog. Pl- every restaurant, there's dogs on the patio, dogs like inside, even. There's some bars that there's dogs in there. So I just feel, I don't know, I feel weird having the one dog that can't get his shit together sometimes, but I don't blame them. No, I feel like that's common. I think you just yeah. gotta like keep getting them used to it. And then eventually it'll just be able to like chill. I'm always so jealous of people like with dogs at restaurants that just like sleep under the table. Mm-hmm. That's all or I just want. sits and looks at people like all <laughs> politely. Yeah. yeah uh, I know at least one of my dogs would have never done that. Right. So he would have just been begging at every fucking table that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, my parents aren't going to feed me. I'll go to this table and see if they'll feed me. But I think that's like, didn't you get him when he was like, Three, four, five. Yeah. So yeah, like it's our. So yeah, they were both six plus when we got. Them. Yeah, that's that'd be tough. I think you really could if you like went to like the trainings and stuff. Like we we had one of our dogs bite a guy one time, so we went we had to get him like all kinds of training, and he is like a sweet dog. I don't know what the guy was. I, whatever, it wasn't his fault at all, but. Anyways, we got a bunch of training and it really did help. Like now our younger dog is probably better than our older dog. Like when, when it comes to like going out to public places and like seeing, seeing stuff, but 
pretty much we just took them took them like to training and his training was usually just like going to a park where a bunch of kids played and then just sitting there and watching them play like without interacting or like without getting excited i don't know so if you don't want to pay for training just take your dogs to a park and make sure they don't do that's, anything when kids run that's exactly like we didn't pay for training for my other two dogs back in wisconsin so i refused to pay for training for donald so but it's getting to the point where it just might be a good idea. It's expensive. YouTube can probably YouTube can probably get you there. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad call. All right. I will roll into my under. So my under is just I'm working the night shift here. And working the night shift, like I don't mind it when I'm at work. Like I kind of enjoy like how there's less people around, like. The working aspect of the night shift isn't bad to me, but then this was like the first week where I had to like try to have a social life when I went back home to my wife and I just slept the whole time. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Like I couldn't figure out how to flip my schedule. I don't even really know if it's actually good for you to flip your schedule, but anyways, I got to figure out something else like. I just won't be hanging <laughs> hanging out. Is that, is that your first overnight job? No, I mean, I've done this same thing before. And I remember it was like kind of brutal before too. But like when I, so I think I did it for a while before I was dating uh, my now wife. And I didn't really give a shit. And then, I don't know, it's just hard to have like a family life yeah. working a night shift. Yeah. I did like one summer of overnights at Festival Foods in Alaska the summer after I graduated, and it was just awful. I was like, I had no social life. Yeah, it is. It's rough. And I remember like my mom and sister like working in hospitals would work night shifts, and I had like no sympathy. I'd be like, why the fuck are you guys always sleeping? Like it's it's crazy. And now that it's me i'm just like oh shit yeah that's that's why they were always sleeping because and i mean it's not really like you're always sleeping either i don't know whoever listens to this that works the night shift like probably has it worse than me probably does it more often but oh man i'm not built not built for the night shift um what's your actual schedule at like so, so usually it's like 10 at night till six in the morning which isn't bad when it's eight hours but like I had a couple 12 hour shifts, 12 hour night shifts, man. No, thank you. Like I did, do not envy the people at the hospital that work, work 12 hour night shifts. But, and then like when my weekends are it jumps all around too. So it's not like consistently like switching. So I don't know. It's kind of all over the place, but I can't complain too much. It's, it's a really good job. Yeah. What four hours? So you have another eight hours where you're probably not sleeping, right? Yes. Where do you take those? Do you take them like before the day or yep. in that's, the morning? That's my plan usually. It's like I'll get home, get done at six, get home, like whatever, go to sleep. And then, then I wake up and I take those whatever extra hours before my shift more than after. Okay. Maybe so you're operating after. more like a second shift, right? So yeah, but yeah, that's that's all I have to kind of 
point about that's not too bad. And then my over for the week. So my brother-in-law is going to be living with us. He's coming up from Brazil and he'll be living with us for the next three months. So it was pretty cool. He made it to the States and like, I just forget because he speaks such good English and like both my wife and him speak like perfect English. Like they know pretty much everything, but it's funnier with him because he knows just like a little less like, like I'd be like, have you ever been to like Chipotle or Qdoba or something? He's like, no. And I was like, oh, I'm going to change your life. You're going to get fat here. You, he, he's very skinny. So we'll see. We'll see how much weight he gains in, in his three months here living with us. That'd be so tough coming from like a, I mean, I don't know how healthy Brazil is, but obviously like coming from somewhere like that to like, <laughs> you know, the U.S. and eating nothing but just, I'm sure not the best food would just be awful. Yeah, I was surprised. Like Brazil was, I think if you look back like to like before the 80s, maybe like before the 90s, it was like they were very healthy and like just like a very like healthy population. But like they, they've gotten some like probably American influence down there now where when I was there, there, were, there was plenty. Of, I don't think it was quite U.S. like with like the size of people, but. There was plenty of big people and like, it's not the healthiest place by any means. I want to think like, I think to a large extent, you see that in American culture quite a bit too, where you basically leave home and you stop eating like home cooked meals. So any culture that's kind of moving away from the home cooked meal and trying to find meals quickly, like on the run and stuff like that they're going to run into the same shit. Right. So I think that's why like we have the jokes about the freshman 15 and stuff like that is because you're not eating like good quality foods anymore where your parents are like, like my mom made food almost every night when I was growing up right? or my dad. So my mom or my dad, actually mostly my dad, but like we'd have beef and potatoes and like something else every night where, and then I go to college and I'm eating like, burgers and just bullshit all the time not that i think burgers are that bad but mostly we're just eating bullshit as soon as i left the house it was like every meal was on the road and i would say like in brazil it's still pretty pretty like the little i know um it's still what do they call that like a generational family so like you'll still like most kids uh I don't think generational families, right. But like, like kids don't leave their house when they're 18. They live with their parents uh-huh. until they find a wife and then can sustain a life with their wife and then basically run it back. Like, I feel like the term for like Americans is more like nuclear families where we kind of go where like the money is. So like we're on the mm-hmm. fly, like, like Riley's in Texas, I'm in Florida you know not close to to our families because that's where we want to be and maybe where the money is and then i'm sure like if i found a job offer in wherever like on the west coast like if it was something i couldn't resist i would go to the west coast like type deal and i know not like all like if you can't like broad brush a country like 
that's exactly what it is. Cause I'm sure you might could probably find a better job somewhere else, but <clears throat> like you value being closer to your family. So that puts the, yeah, so we, yeah. So we left Kansas, which was a better job than what I have now for being back home and being around family. So, yeah, like, you, like I said, you can't really broad brush the whole thing. Yeah. All right. So those are our overs and unders of the week. Does anyone have any spicy meatballs? I got one and I just came up with it like one second ago. All right, I'll go. It was blank yeah. scares. So baseball fans are the most negative fan base in the whole entire world. Like people who love their baseball team seem like they love their baseball team to do bad more than any other sport, just so they can bitch about them. It reminds me of like, <laughs> you know, like major league, the fans in the outfield, like Toronto, you suck. Like shit like that. Like we're going to suck this year. Like our team's so bad. And then like, like I just see it like brewers, like I tune into brewers games and it, if I only got my Brewers news from like my Twitter feed, I would think that they had 10 wins this year and they have the best record they've had over a 50 game over their first 50 games ever. So I just find that kind of funny. Yeah. I've mentioned in the last few weeks, I think people are like shitting on the Brewers and shitting on the Brewers and shitting on the Brewers. They're on pace to win a hundred games. Right. And I think it's actually like 105. Right now. Yeah. And not- so the grades at math, but they're looking e- Even if we end up 10 games under that and win 95 games, that's a hell of a year. Yeah. 30, 32 and 18 with a four game lead in the central after, you know, uh, we'll, we'll cover it in crushing dingers, but just split a series with the Cardinals getting hot versus the Cubs. I don't know. Like this Brewers team, I love them. So yeah, I think it's gonna be be a pretty good year, pretty good run. To go with your spicy meatball, I just feel like everybody just complains on social media instead of because I've noticed like since watching I mean I've had social media most of my life, but like every time I go on social media after like a game, I'll just find all the negatives about the game instead of you know, we won. So I don't know if that's just like a social media thing. Or yeah, sports I mean, general. I don't know. That yeah, I I see where you're coming from though too, because I'll check Twitter too, and it's just fans just shitting down their own team's throats. It feels like. Yeah, and, but I feel like baseball, it's like way more prevalent. Like, like if if the Packers win, I feel like you see posts like, yeah, woo, like yeah. Packers won. Like, if the Brewers, like, win a close game, like, they're like, man, Ashby damn near blew that game. Like, he fucking sucks. They need to send him down to AAA. Like, hey, so maybe I feel like, like – I feel like we ran – we run into this with the Packers, too. There's a reason that our uh, outro song is All You Suckers, right? <laughs> yeah. That's because people want – they almost want them to do bad. It I is a weird like, dynamic. Part of the spicy meatball is like it's just weird to me how much people enjoy complaining about a team that's supposed to make them happy, and then like when the Brewers do well. So they won, I think the last game 
it was either the Cubs or the Cardinals. They beat eight to nothing. Burns pitches Cardinal. like an absolute gem. And like, I don't see anything about like maybe the Brewers social media was like, oh, what a game. Like, <laughs> but like all the people that I see like bitching all the time about them, like just just nothing. Oh, that game was nice to watch. Like there was nothing to complain about the whole game. Like, <laughs> but no, that's that's when they chime in is when there's something to something to complain about. I think to some extent that's the whole society. The only time you hear from people is when they're complaining about shit. That, that we could. actually think it's pretty cheesy for people to be happy about life. <laughs> like that's our that's I feel like that's the culture I, I live in. Is that yeah. if somebody's like overly happy, I'm like, what's wrong with that dude? And there's something annoying about that. Like I think I maybe annoy people with optimistic or like optimism sometimes. Like like when I go into like where I'm working now, like I'm like, okay, this is nice. And I think people kind of get annoyed because I don't know, there's a big dynamic that I don't feel like explaining, but like I'm guard and they're doing it. Basically, I'm not doing it all the time and they're doing it all the time. So like like when it's me back, like I'm like, oh, this is nice getting back into this. But like this has been these people's lives for like the past six years, like doing this same thing all the time. And for some people, I think it like breathes like new life into them they're like okay like it's nice having somebody around that's like like kind of like bright-eyed about this stuff but then i think some people are just like dude shut the fuck up like you you don't know (laughs) like this isn't your life like this is your not vacation i wouldn't say but like whatever like your summer job like so yeah it's kind they kind of think of you as a hobbyist rather than someone who's actually working it right yeah exactly that's a good way to put it all right so did anybody else come up with any spicy meatballs no i think that's a good one i do think that sports in general people love to bitch about their own team and if they're very very good people will be excited about them and stuff like that too but when they fail like the packers losing in the divisional round or whatever People love to say, oh, I knew they were going to lose. I knew it. I knew it was coming. They always uh, let me down. Yeah, I think that's a good take. Yeah, Chris Jackie was – that's one thing. Maybe maybe I'll touch it now. But I thought it was funny. Like, I sent him the clip of him basically calling exactly how the Packers were going to go down. <laughs> and he was so proud. I think he forgot that he said it until I sent it to him. But he was like oh, so yeah. happy about it that he posted it on his own stuff. So that was kind of <laughs> cool. I can't remember yeah, no, if we yeah. ever actually ever talked about that. But and he d- he said, if you don't fix it, it's going to be the downfall of it. People are proud when they're like, oh, you know, like I know Rodgers isn't a winner, and so they're yeah. like happy that they lost because they said that at one point in their lives. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. All right, so. We can go. We're gonna pick our own direction today. Should we do crushing dingers back of the onion bed? No, I'll only give you two options. We're running into a Y in the road. We can either do our game show draft early or crushing dingers early. I'm letting Riley pick because he was gone. Let's do crushing dingers because I gotta think of game shows now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, this one's pretty rapid fire back to back. All right, so we are going to go to crushing dingers. So 
over our last 10 games, the Brewers have been hot. I think last time they were seven and three, but whatever, how that ever that math works out. We lost two to the Cardinals. So in the Cardinals series, won the first game, lost two, won the last game to salvage it. Yesterday, take the doubleheader at Wrigley Field. The Brewers are cruising. Uh, like I said earlier, they're 32 and 18 on the season, six and four over their last 10 games. Burns is pitching like a beast. And I don't know. I just think we have a really good team in Milwaukee this year. So I'm looking forward to, to this playoff push. Uh, currently not looking so hot in Chicago. They had a 3-1 lead. Uh, now in the bottom of the fourth, the Cubs have tied it up with Laura on the mound. So Small came up this week, right? Yeah. At his first start. Small is in the show, made it to the show. And apparently that was big news that people saw coming. Was that one of the guys that John was talking about that was going to be up here soon? I think, he, I think that was the guy that he was talking about saying, like, he's going to be like a game changer late in the season. Yeah. And so he's up now because somebody's on the DL. One of the big pitchers is on the DL. Yeah, right Woodruff now. went down. Woodruff, yep. Oh, yeah. Let so me... he's probably up due to that. So, yeah. So small, whatever. Pitch, start one game, went two innings, gave up four hits, two runs, uh, four walks, four Ks. So not the best showing in your in your first game ever, but still, that being said, you know, it's your first game ever. So we'll see how the small experiment goes. Because it, it did sound like uh, when when Brent Suter's Raptor, John, was talking about small, that it's going to be best for him to come out of the pen for this first year. Kind of a treat once we get Woodruff back, like to have a young, talented guy that gets to get uh, his experience coming out of the bullpen. But, yeah, I, I don't know. This this team is looking great to me. Uh, yeah, so hey, for me, if their bats get going, teams are screwed, right? If their bats end up being kind of like on the hotter side of things where you score six, seven runs, most days they're not going to compete with the groups. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean – Best pitching staff I remember in Burns, Woodruff, Lauer, Ashby, Hauser. And then like if you get if you get to the eighth innings, Devin Williams, like Brad Boxberger, good. And then obviously Hayter has been just absolutely fucking farting dominant. So so yeah, if if those bats do pick up, which it seems like I don't know, to me. Like when I was following baseball as hard as I've ever followed baseball, it was just a different game. Let me see. So Renfro leads the team in averaging two at hitting two six six, which like I don't think that used to be a recipe to having a team that wins a lot of games. But I did see some stat where they had. Let me look at the home runs real quick because it was like. Five guys over five or wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight guys with over five home runs. And I think they have the most home runs in the league 
tied with like the Yankees and Angels or something like that. So teams that just can really mash. But yeah, optimistic. I think the one big play that I saw, it was in the game we got pumped by the Cardinals, but Keston Hira just hit just a monster freaking shot. Like, like further than uh, Mark McGuire hit it back in the days, like in the Big Mac land. But it was just crazy. Like, I did not realize, like, he had that kind of pop in his bat. Because it didn't even look like he was swinging, like, as hard as he could or anything like that. It was just, like, a nice swing. And, like, that ball just flew. And I could not believe it. Because even, like, other guys in the game that were hitting home runs, it was, like, just barely clearing that left field wall. But he got a hold of that one. And it yeah, it was a monster shot. There was a um, pretty crazy catch as well. Um, yeah. I don't remember which game it was. I saw that highlight on Twitter. Yesterday. Right up on the wall. Yesterday, yeah. Um, something else, I feel like we've had a lot of injuries at least the past, like, week or two from, like, all aspects of our game, and we're still finding ways to get wins, which I don't know if that's the case in the past. So it's good to see depth actually – winning games bottom of the lineup too has been hitting really well. So I don't know. It's a lot of, there's a lot of good things going on with the Brewers. So. Yeah. And to your point, yeah. Woodruff signed a 15 day DL. Um, Colton Wong is day to day. Willie Domus is on the 10 day DL and Hunter Renfro is on the 10 day DL as well. And we're still, and we are still winning these games. So that is crushing dingers with Mike Riley and Pat right there. Unless anybody has something more to add. Don't be pissing on the Brewers and don't be doubting them. They're a good team. Quit shitting on them, shitting on them on social media. Let's go. Yeah. All you suckers that are doubting the Brewers, you can eat our shorts. Remix coming soon. All right. <laughs> So after that, we are going to favorites on the fly, and we're going to see how well everybody did their homework. And I'm going to be the kid that's doing my homework in class while I hang Riley out to dry here when we go to the back of the onion bag with Riley. I'll just start with our beloved Tots. They ended the season. I don't know if I covered it last episode. Oh, I wasn't here last episode. No. So I didn't cover it, but. We did, uh, we finished. did, but we had to cut it. So, okay, oh yeah, okay, I'll just do it quickly then. So they really good situation unfolded, I guess, in the past three weeks with them. They won their last week game, which qualified them for a big tournament in Europe, which everybody wants to play for, which is a pretty big accomplishment. Um, so that's good. So there's a lot to look up or look for them next season they just signed their first player in the offseason but yeah there's lots to look look up for them um and it's probably last we'll hear for them till uh football season our other team dallas uh <laughs> i haven't been paying attention as much i think the last two games i know they lost one to minnesota one to two and then they actually beat Orlando, one of the other competing teams for a spot for our favorites, three to one. So they're Dallas, like I said last time we talked about them, they're one of the best teams in the MLS. Um, one of the 
teams you should look for at the end of the season. So probably by the end of the season, we'll probably maybe watch them a little more. Nice, nice. And I was doing my homework, so I don't have too much follow-up question for you. So let me think of my dumb follow-up question. So there was a big soccer. So the Champions League uh, championship? Yeah, so the champ. Yep, the Champions League, for anybody that doesn't know, it's the best teams from each country just play in one big tournament. So that's kind of what everybody's playing for, and that's where all the money is. So, yeah, the championship was this weekend, or last weekend, excuse me. Really boring game, actually, unfortunately. I don't know. There's some some stuff going on outside the stadium, too. You might have heard that, but, yeah, pretty boring game, pretty – uh underwhelming weekend from that aspect of it and who won real madrid won it yeah real madrid they so they're a they're the new york or sorry new england patriots of the nfl they're good season after season they might not have the best players on the field but they always find a way to win and that's kind of what they did here they were pretty big underdogs i think they were like plus 250 to win the game and they won it, which is pretty big uh, odds difference in the terms of like a soccer final. So that was pretty cool to see, I guess. And what there are they in the Spain Premier League or? Yeah, Real Madrid's in Spain and they played Liverpool, who's in England, who Tottenham plays well. So it's usually a team in England or Spain or Germany that are in the finals is really what it boils down to. And do you know off the top of your head? I don't expect you to know this. So how many different leagues can send teams to the Champions League? And does every so, send the same amount? So, yeah, no, the English England gets... I don't know, like four teams, the top four spots. And then like Spain might get three, Italy might get two or three, but like the small countries like Romania or like name, whatever country, that's a small soccer country. They might get one or they may still have to do like a playoff to even get into it. So there's not many like Romanian, Turkish, Croatian teams. It's usually pretty dominant of the, you know, Germany, Italy, the traditional soccer powerhouses you think of. Yeah. So I'd assume France too with PSG and France is. So yeah, France has by far the best team in the league and no one really else touches them. It's the, it's kind of their weak thing. Like they play the whole season against really bad teams and just blow their competition out of the water. But as soon as they play, a team that has actual players they they kind of lose those games. And it's been like that for five or 10 years. That's interesting. So they're kind of like the whole Boise state of. Yeah. Oregon. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And that's the, they can win X amount of French championships or whatever, but like their main goal is the champions league. And they, I don't think they've even gotten to a semifinal. So just interesting yeah and they're Um, and they're backed by a country as well which is pretty unfair but it's just interesting to see the dynamics is there any rumors that mls teams will get offered no 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 rumors nothing at all so they have their own champ they have their own tournament a lot like this so we'll play mexican teams canadian teams and like 
Central American teams, but our leagues have not much. It's not very popular. So, it's, but it, but it, it does has, crown the best. And when the U.S. wins it, we will be the best in the world. Yeah, the U.S. actually just won their first tournament in that format. So they're technically the best team in North America. Seattle is maybe. And then whoever, they do hold like a big tournament where like the winner of Champions League plays the winner of the North American and the South American. They have a big tournament like that, but it's not very popular, unfortunately, because I think they run it like in the middle of a season. So you'll have like an MLS team mid-season have to fly over to a European country and play a tournament. So they don't send many good players over to do that. That's crazy to me. Like, cause it's such like a cool concept to me that mm-hmm. you would think that you would take so much pride in being like the best, but the thing is with that, like the year, it's almost like a foregone conclusion that the European teams win. And that is the truth. Like it, say Real Madrid, they'll be playing it next year. I guess they, they could play their 21 year olds and beat everybody probably. It's a, there's such a big difference is the only problem. So that's why not many teams take it seriously. Okay. And I guess that makes sense. That would be like if the Canadian football team wanted to play the Super Bowl champion, like in like mid season like, too. Oh, just, but, if you, yeah. but if we start like saying, Hey, we're the best in the world. Cause we won this. We don't give a shit. If you put your 21 year olds out there, that's your fault, not ours. So just go win it and then shit on. Fair enough. All right. I'm trying <laughs> to think it. of any more oh, back of the onion bag <laughs> stuff. So, like I said, my brother-in-law just arrived from Brazil. So, I don't think he'll still be around when the World Cup pump uh, kicks off. But it's funny to me. So, where I think I'm going to cheer harder for Brazil, it's just like a simple statement that he made was like, he's like, all we need back in Brazil is I can't remember who he said to win the presidency and Brazil to win the world cup and Brazil will be a better place. Like it's that big for them. It's like their presidential election and winning the world cup is going to make Brazil more prosperous again. Like if they, it, it just means so much more to them. And that I love somebody from Brazil. I love more than a few people in Brazil. I don't know. I hope, like, I think I want to see the U.S. make make a good run. What what are our chances, Ryan? Like, slim to none? So, yeah. So, I mean, we're kind of, we're in a tough group, like a tricky group, but England will probably beat us, probably finish first. It's going to be a toss-up for that second spot. So, if we can get out of this group, our chances look better. I think this isn't the, see- this isn't the World Cup to hope for the U.S., the next cycle when we're in the U S and when all of our young guys are like 28 to 30 kind of in their primes is when we'll kind of look to be better, but I, uh, not good odds. I think it might be a thousand to one when it opened. So it's not, not likely very small. So I can cheer for both teams as hard as I want. One has a legitimate chance at winning. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I always pick the U.S. and then I'll just pick like another team that might win it just to keep me interested. That's what I got. That's what I got going. 
All right, that is back the onion bag with Riley. So now we are going to go to putting her in the hole with Pat, the research, the research I did on the fly. I think Sunday morning, I watched the, I got ESPN Plus, so I watched the group with, I think it was Fowler, shit, who else? Homa, and one other guy. So that's about as much golf as I watched this weekend. But anyways, for our dudes, we still haven't switched yet. Taylor Gooch looks like he's playing some pretty good golf, though. He uh, finishes t- tied for 27th in the tournament, takes home $56,333. Uh, Tringali, that asshole, he finishes 144th, misses the cut. Dude sucks. Might need to go with a different Cameron. I liked Cameron Young. I think it was just because he was wearing – an MLB thing on his sleeve, that might be something to kick around. I did ask Craig, our golf expert that we haven't had on the show yet, if you'd be willing to come on the show and help us pick a good golfer and give us a good uh, open breakdown. So formerly known as the British Open. So he's he's going to come on the week before that, and we might have some new favorite golfers. Anyway, Sam Burns wins the tournament minus nine. Uh, looks like he won it in a playoff. Yeah, that's what we got for putting her in the hole with Pat. Now we are going to take a sharp left turn. We're going to have to go in fast and turn left with Mike. I have not scored my fantasy NASCAR stuff at work yet. I had to, I had today off, um, but I do know he finished 12th at the Coca-Cola 600, which I think is the only actual race I've ever watched in my life. Uh, just a FYI. I, I watched it because I got home from wrestling practice and my parents were gone and I was terrified. And I was afraid that I'd watch something that was even slightly scary on like real TV. And so NASCAR was on. And so I, I watched that instead. Nice. And you, you go. got where he's sitting in the standings right now? Uh, I did not catch where he was sitting in the standings. All right. So he is in 13th with 430 points, still yet to. What do they call it? Take the checkered flag? Still yet to... Yes, that sounds right. Still <laughs> yet to take home a checkered flag. So he's just <laughs> been finishing. Uh, Stan, we just need him to keep staying in the top 16 so we have a chance to win the cup. What What's it called when it's the playoff? The NASCAR? Uh, chase for the cup. Chase for the cup. So, so he's still in the chase. One day we'll look up how the scoring goes because I don't know if once they make the chase that if it resets the scoring and they get to start fresh, but I think it does as of the last time I watched, which was like five years ago, but that'd be my guess though. Okay. So all we got to do is stay in that top 16, get that reset. And then we're going to start collecting them checkered flags once the, once the playoffs start. So. Uh, right now, Ross Chastain is sitting in first with 455 points, two wins, two checkered flags, seven, seven top five finishes, and eight, eight top ten. What do we got? We got two top five and six top ten. So that's what's Ooh. keeping us in the points right now. Uh, that's how you score points, too, is um, finishing in the top ten. But it seems to me like if you win, you get put to the top. So, yeah, you get an automatic bid if you win, I think. 
I think you do as well. So out of all the racers, so that Chastain and William Byron and Denny Hamlin have two wins apiece and they're one, two, and three. And then after them, it goes. So there's nine other guys with wins and then Ryan Blaney and then Martin Truex Jr. are the top two that don't have a win yet. But then Denny Hamlin is in third place and he has two wins, but he has 309 points. So he has by far the least amount of points. But since he has two wins, he's in third place. So interesting system. I kind of like that. If you ain't first, you're last type mentality. That's what we got. We're not uh, we're not grunting with Pat today. I don't feel like looking at <laughs> tennis, tennis stuff on the fly. Even though I do think it's the French Open right now, too. So, mm-hmm. so there's big tennis matches going on. I doubt our guy's still alive. Actually, you guys kill some airtime. Let me do some homework. Here. Yeah, so I I think I saw somebody was having a pretty epic battle in tennis. I think it was Nadal, but I don't know who he was playing. I think it's Djokovic. Okay, and, and I think I think they so, were doing some. So Nadal beats Djokovic. So Djokovic was a one seed. Nadal was a five seed. Nadal, from my little recollection is like the master of clay court seasons. Like he's the best in yeah. the, at the French Open. He um, was at one time, right? Yeah. I don't think our boy Opelka is still alive. So semifinal, final. So, yeah, we don't have any hope in this, but I can't even tell you how Riley's Opelka French Open spells his name funny so we lost to a i don't even know what flag that is i'm gonna say slovakian i should probably know that in three straight sets so got upset in the first round so did not have a good showing in grunting with pat this week all right so why should you know what the slovakian flag looks like i had a foreign exchange student from slovakia okay fair enough let me see oh you can't click on it I'd have to do a little more research. To- Slovakia is like red, white, and blue with a little symbol on like the left middle side. Yeah. So he was. So I nailed it. Nailed it. Got it. Wait, wait. So how do you know that, Riley? I'm a big geography guy for no Maybe reason. Flags, flags as well, then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I, that, some that's, interest in that at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I know, like, the oddest country's flags for no reason. Apparently. Yeah. I thought you weren't a big geography guy. I I made the geography be in West Salem Middle School, so I was a pretty big Damn. geography wizard. Yeah, You're telling me. Genius. Got all, got all the ladies in middle school. All right. I So we're going to follow that up, and we're going to see. All right. Let me think of a... I'm not going to know like random, sorry, small island countries or something like that, I guess. Let me think. What, what would you think? say your area of expertise is? So Slovakia is like Western Europe? I don't I, no, I like know. No, like Eastern Europe. That's what I meant. I'm I sorry. don't know. I don't yeah. know. I just, 
I know a lot of them from soccer and FIFA. And then I just, I remember a lot of flags for some reason. Like it, it was on my like TikTok feed. It's just like random geography stuff. I don't uh, know. There's not a, like a certain area. Okay. All right. Ready? So we're going to give you 10 questions. And I will say, if you get eight of these 10 questions right, we'll, we'll give you, you're an expert. So Mike, you have to- keep I don't know trying. capitals. I don't know capitals. Okay. Well, I don't know what the questions are going to be yet. Trivia question one. What is the name of the tallest mountain in the world? It's Mount Everest. All right. Good. One for one. Which country has the largest population in the world? China. Soon to be India, but China. Two for two. What are the names of the seven continents of the world? Antarctica, South America, North America, Australia, Europe, Africa, Asia. Yep, that's it. I think you nailed them all. Honestly, though, I always thought, maybe I'm the dummy. I don't feel like Australia is the whole continent. Because, like, in Australia, you have New Zealand. It might be Oceania. So, like, New Zealand and all those island things. That might be, like, the right political term, I guess. I don't know. Not on this quiz, though. You nailed it on this quiz. So, but, yeah, I would call it Oceania. Because it's not. So, you have to remember that uh, Australia has the same, like, land mass that the United States does. I don't know if that's true, Mike. Yeah. Well, uh, I've heard it someplace. It, it might be close. I just know the middle, like 90% of the population lives on the coast. So yeah. they have the same land mass as U.S. and the same population as L.A. I'm looking something up now. You, <laughs> I think Mike's feeding you guys <laughs> propaganda here. So United States is approximately 9,833,517 square miles. Well, Australia is approximately approximately 7,741,220 square miles, 78% the size of the United States. That's pretty fucking close. It's not at all. That's like exactly (laughs) what I would have probably thought it was. Like, like you're dropping like some, something like that would have blew my mind. You want, you want me to blow your mind? All of South America lays east of Detroit or maybe like Cleveland or something like that. Yeah, no. And that did, that blew my mind when I went to uh, Brazil for the first time because I didn't realize like now it's blowing my mind again. Because yeah, (laughs) South America is east. Yeah, further east. Okay. Yep. Never mind. Didn't blow my mind. All right. Back on track. So you got all the continents right. Trivia question number four. What is the name of the longest river in Africa? It's either, I think the Nile, is it the Nile or that's South America? No. You don't, is it Nile? You got it right. So you could have sounded right. real smart until you questioned yourself. Ah. All right. What American city is the Golden Gate Bridge located in? Uh, San Francisco. What is the capital of Mexico? Mexico City. What is the name of the largest country in the world? Landmass wise? But I think so. That's what it means. Probably Russia. Nailed it. Canada's a close second, though. That's a fun fact for you. 
All right. What U.S. state is home to no documented poisonous snakes? This will be the last one. If you get this one, you're a genius. Dude. I don't think I would get this one right. I don't think it's Alaska or Hawaii. It's Is it like Idaho? No, you had it right. It was Alaska. Because so the one thing I think of too, though, is like I think we got rattlesnakes in Wisconsin, but like for the most part, like the most poisonous shit to me feels like it's in uh, hot climates. So I think if you would have just guessed like the coldest climate. But. All right. So Riley is an expert, but not a genius. Look at that guy go. Good work. That was our game. Give me, give me. I want world geography next time we do this. <laughs> what is it? World geography. I was just kidding. That, but. that just gave me an idea for a segment in the future. I might, I might bring oh, you guys no. on. We might be having our own game show that I <laughs> steal from something else that I've seen before. All right. So that being said, so we covered, we went to the back of the onion bag. We grunted, grunted with Pat. Turn left with Mike, crush some dingers. All we got left now, guys, pretty quick episode. Um, we're going to be going to the draft of game shows. Wow, I could not think of that. So we're going to be drafting game shows. I want a chance for the number one pick. So, Mike, decipher how we're going to do the number one pick. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Well, so I'll take the third pick. That's fine. Riley. How many have we taken? Four? Do you, yeah, do you just want to – I can have Google just pick our order for us. Do that. No, you guys go ahead. Odd or even. Okay. Riley, you get to choose. Um, I hate even. that you do that, Mike. Give us big numbers and let's choose it. One to 1,000. One to 800,000. Okay, one to 800,000. I'm going with six. All right. Um, right. I'll go with – 400,682. It was 427. Nice. Pat, Pat wins. All right. Welcome to the game show draft. So I think we decided we're going to stick with like purely game shows. Um, we'll judge them as they come up. So, so we're going with uh, like leaving out the American Idol, Survivors, whatever, those kind of shows not going to make it. So with the first pick in the 2022 game show draft, I'm going to go with the best option available. Jeopardy. Jeopardy is one, one electric show, but going on forever. Um, RIP Alex, but I think that's the best game show. Just the simplicity of it. And I don't know. It's fun to watch. Like if you watch it and you get two right, you feel pretty good about yourself. You yeah. I, and I, that's one of those game shows. I feel like everybody has at least heard of it. That's such a good pick. All Am right, I up next then? Yep. All right. I'm kind of struggling between two or three of them. I think I'm going to go with my personal favorite. It was on every break at Festival Foods. Can I guess what it is? Long days. Yeah, go ahead. Cash cab. Oh shit! I just blew something. I shouldn't have done that. That is such. I didn't even think of that. 
um, the uh, the price is right. Okay. I I would I would sit and guess prices of things from like the 1990s, like just just a weird amount of time. I would I would make 15 minute breaks into 25 minute breaks when watching that game show. Hell yeah, that one's electric. I love me some prices right. I said last week on the show is I wish I could be excited about anything as life in life as excited as they get about being picked as prices right. My um my buddy's like uncle or cousin or something actually made it onto the episode of the price is right. and got like second, but like he's, they were told to like over act everything or over exaggerate everything. I'm so I'm up. I'm going to take family feud with my uh, first pick. And then I'm going to take who wants to be a millionaire with my second pick. That's good. You did well. I don't know how I always underestimate that you guys are going to pick the same ones I'm going to pick, but I got to stop <laughs> doing that. Um, my next pick, second pick, might be the only other one I know pretty easily. Wheel of Fortune. Oh, on every day. Love that show. <laughs> All right. So Wheel of Fortune. And then... I'm trying to think of something before, but I think since I have two in a row, I think it's going to come out anyways. So I'm going to go cash cab with my second pick. That shows awesome. And then with my third pick, I was thinking I was going to get some millionaire, but I'm going to do the one that's kind of creepy, I think, uh, just because Howie Mandel. But is it, uh, but it's a good one. Uh, it's not let's make a deal. It's deal, deal or no, no deal. deal. Deal or no deal. Yes. Deal. It's a good pick. Great pick. Um, to Riley. My, my next pick, um, I think I'm going to go with um, Supermarket Sweep. Old time one. <laughs> I, 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 I never saw it before I was like, I, I saw it for the first time like a year, a year and a half ago when I had COVID or was really sick during COVID. But electric game show, they need to bring it back. You might need to break this down. Um, or do you want me to break it down for people? I don't re I recall like you needed to get a certain amount of stuff. There's like different like games uh, i think like you need to get like what was the most expensive item in out of like these three products and be like laundry detergent fish and something else and then get as close as in order to like you know 30 bucks as you can get or something like that i don't know i i just enjoy that type of stuff and it might yeah, be no, like really niche i know i've watched it and i understood it while i was watching it but I don't remember it. So I'm just going to break. So this game is just pure fun. And the sweaters are epic. Three teams of two compete, answering questions about grocery store products to earn time in which they shop for certain items while racing against the clock and the other teams. The original version aired in the 1960s, but the revival of Lifetime Network in the early 1990s uh, brought it back. Okay. So I get it. So you you have to know your shit. So there's a trivia aspect to it. And then when you answer the questions, you get more time. And then 
they give you items to go find and you race. Okay. I like it. I, I remember thinking that show was great. All right, Mike, what do you got? We gave you plenty of time. Uh, I'm going to go with press your luck. And I'm going with that one basically because there's the uh, no whammies line. I enjoy that. And some guy like rigged it, right? What I, is press your luck? That's before my time. Could you explain it like really quickly? I don't know if you yeah, can. So press your luck has like a grid that goes around the outside and you have to like stop it. And then there's a whammy that takes all your money, right? I don't know if that's the actual term of it, but you can lose all your money on your turn if you hit it on the wrong thing. Otherwise, like it lands on a thing and you just get that price. Um, but some guy before, like they brought a better computer algorithm into it, like knew the code and just won like shit loads of money. All right. So this is, I, I just looked it up. So Mike probably broke it down pretty good. Like contestants answer questions to earn spins on a board full of cash prizes, but they have to avoid the whammy. So I like that. Good pick just for the whammy. Uh, yeah. And, and like they go like before they press the thing, like every contestants, like no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> and then they hit the button. Uh, that little cartoon devil takes all the contestants loose and taunts him to and taunts him too in a high pitched voice. The show gained, gained game show infamy when in 1984, contestant Michael Larson realized the seemingly random patterns on the board actually followed a pattern which he memorized. He went on the spin 45 times in a row without hitting a whammy and ended up winning a record amount of game prize money and prizes. It doesn't say how much money you won, but yeah, it touches your little story. His name was Mike, yeah, too. It, and so I just saw that on like a, a breakdown of a show or whatever, where they were like, this game show would happen on whatever. And then I'm going to take uh, the weakest link, maybe because of the same thing as their tagline I enjoyed. And then the lady who just like an asshole to everybody. That was, was a like, good one. You're terrible. You can leave. <laughs> weakest link okay i'm gonna be scraping to find my last one all right i'll go quickly while you think most underrated game show of all time should be made into video games are you smarter than a fifth grader incredible show Ooh, i think there is a video game i i mean i think there is too but it's on like playstation 2 like i always want like a good game on my phone and i always go to are you smarter than a fifth grader and there isn't one so maybe I should make one, actually. All right. So I do actually have quite a few good ones to pick from. I like Pyramid. I don't fully remember it, but I do remember enjoying it a lot. But I enjoyed the reboot of Hollywood Squares. So basically tic-tac-toe with, with uh, Hollywood people. Riley, are you familiar with this game? That sounds weird to me so no absolutely not so just be like put like kevin spacey's head there and then like put paris the, the celebrities would actually be there so they would get oh. a group of celebrities so nine celebrities right and then they would i'll read the definition of it but anyways then you would ask they'd the, ask the celebrity the question they'd yeah. give you an answer right whether it's right or wrong, and then you get to say, nah, he's full of shit. And then 
If you get it right, you get the square. Yeah. Right? Something like that. So two contestants each try to make a tic-tac-toe pattern by playing trivia with nine celebrities and agreeing or disagreeing with the sometimes risque answers given. With celebrities like Paul Lind, Rose Marie, and Rick. So they rebooted it. I don't remember any of those celebrities. I, I remember Whoopi Goldberg was big on, on the one I would watch. She was on there quite a bit. In the lineup, zingers flew all around the TV censors. Lynn's jokes, earning him three days, three daytime Emmy nominations. Both the original show, which aired from 65 to 80, and the host Peter Marshall won four daytime Emmys each. And Tom Bergeron, who hosted from 1998 to 2004, won one Emmy. I did enjoy that show when I was little. So 98 to 2004, that that makes sense. Uh, but I remember, so Mike and I kind of talked about the on the last show how you kind of had like scheduled TV. This was one of the shows we would sit in the living room and watch when I was little. I probably didn't know much that was going on, but I knew I knew my family was having a good time, so I enjoyed it. Hollywood Square. Is there any like big ones we're missing? Yeah, let me roll through these. So Password apparently is like the number six one. Yeah. I'm not going to read what it is. Pyramid is sweet, but yes, I won't explain it. And then it has the match game. So looking at the best ones. So it goes Jeopardy, The Price is Right, from this article I found on Google, probably first Google search. Family Feud, The Match Game, Pyramid, Password, Hollywood Squares, Let's Make a Deal. I guess Let's Make a Deal could have been a good one. But I've been watching that before Price is Right recently, and I don't think it's that great. There's some funny shit that happens. Wheel of Fortune, who you got? Who wants to be a millionaire? We got To Tell the Truth, Press Your Luck, Card Sharks. I feel like I've watched that one, and that one's pretty simple and good. But anyways, that's our draft. So in the draft, I got Jeopardy, Cash Cab, Deal or No Deal, Hollywood Squares. Riley got Price is Right. Absolutely electric. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, I, I think I was doing a little research while you picked that. That one, not my game, but I could shit on that one a little bit. Supermarket Sweep and Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And then Mike got Family Feud, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Press Your Luck with the Whammy and the Weakest Link. And I think Mike is the weakest link. Goodbye. I've seen that one coming. <laughs> But yeah, since we've been talking, the Brewers take a six to five lead in the bottom of the well, they took it in the top of the six, I would assume. Yeah, top of the six. And now they, bottom of the six they, cups are looking to tie it up. They just and gave up there's a, three a deep run. drive to left. Oh shit. You're real you're behind yeah. me, aren't you? That's a What's triple, that? I think. That's a triple, isn't it? Yeah. They just hit a home run, the batter before that to make it six. Or five to six. Dang. All right. Well, so we got a barn burn that we're going to be watching tonight. Does anybody have anything else that they want to add to the episode? Yeah. Kind of so we're going to do a we're going to do a quick hypothetical question. Um, rolling into that next. If you could be the CEO of any company, which company would you choose and why? All right. Can you go first because I got to think about it for a second. So I think I would be. I think I would go with like Nike. I think that that would 
fall into the realm of all the sports and stuff that I want to do or that I would like to like be involved in. Right. And so I'd be able to like meet a bunch of people like that. I don't know that I'd be very good at operating a company like that, but I think it, like that experience would be cool. You'd, you'd have so yeah, many, no. like I think super be- cool meetings with that kind of thing. And it's like so global too. Like that's one thing. So uh, my wife's dad worked for Nike and he was pretty high up there. He worked for basically all the shoe companies and was, like ended up being pretty high up there. And I mean, that's, he ended up living in Brazil because, you know, that's where the job took him. That's where he liked the most. So like he kind of got to see the world doing that job and then picked where he liked to live the best and lives a good life. And yeah, no, I, I think it's- I think a shoe company like that would be sweet. All right. So my dumb answer that popped in my head right away was the Yum Corporation. And I think they have like Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, KFC. So I think I would go with that just for the food. I'm sure I could think of a better answer if you gave me a day to think about it. I think you'd be rich. I think you would get to get like a pretty good global experience from that as well. Because I think Pizza Hut's pretty, pretty international. And plus, I would assume you get free Pizza Hut, free KFC. I'd be fat as shit, though. So (laughs) I I think that's where my pushback on the answer would be. But I do love me some yum products. Um, Could you be this? I know it's not a CEO, but like what? um, What's his name? Roger Goodell is the president of the NFL. Could I be that? CEO, I feel like you'd get shit on. Like, I think you could pick that, but yeah. I, I wouldn't care. You're the I, I'm not saying like I don't want that all that. I mean, I don't want all that power, but just you get unlimited access to anything like NFL, and that just is like every guy's dream. I feel like, and I, I would, I don't know. I love it. I love the NFL. I would love to. I don't know. I obviously wouldn't know how to run it, but it'd just be cool to me. Would you rather be uh, Goodell or Mark Murphy? Oh, I think Goodell. I think Goodell. Just because if you're going to be hated, you might as well be hated by everyone. <laughs> just be in charge of the whole NFL. I don't. Know I guess for question. the the people who listen that don't know, Mark Murphy is the president of the. Green Bay Packers, right? That's his title as president. Yeah, I don't I know. Think exactly so title is. I think another sneaky one I would have is like Comedy Central, just because I like funny stuff and tour and see like stand up comedy stuff and funny movies. Yeah, I think those are good answers. I I can't think of a good one, and like I'm trying to pull up a Google search and it keeps trying to find like Roy- applying for CEO jobs. I feel like Roy Start like a for cruise that. trip cruise ship company would be cool that'd be sweet yeah something something that maybe like had venues too like so mike's would get them close to sports riley's would put them in the nfl but like if you owned like would you be a ceo of like the uh american family field or the pfizer forum like i feel like it'd be fun to run something like that and like have your pick of like Obviously, you're going to have your Bucks games, your Brewers games, but like 
filling the void in between those, like with concerts that you like and mm-hmm. shit along that. So if you're running in, in like that vein, your probably best bet to go would be the CEO of Disney. You would just want to be running the Disney worlds around across the globe and then like Disneyland. And because that probably gives you the most freedom to create like cool new things. Right. And doesn't Disney own like ESPN too and stuff like that? Yeah. Yep. That's probably a good answer. Disney. But But yeah, you could create your own worlds Mm -hmm. for Disney. If you're running as a CEO. Now, chances are your ideas probably aren't as good as like the janitor, but that's just the way things go. Yeah. He's probably got some good ideas there, but so I think though, like the dream job wise, I don't think CEO of anything would fall under mine. Like, and I know like every, whatever, 20 to 35 year old guy would be like, what if we ran like, like basically my, I think I have like an original idea, but it's just basically running a casino. I think that would be like, maybe not like the casino part sick of it, but I would love like a sports bar, like a sports book. And then with poker. So, so yeah, basically a casino. I think if I ran one of those, but then I think that would get old pretty fucking quick. Like having to be out till like three in the morning all the time, but maybe, maybe I could get used to that. Yeah, so for me, I think what I would like to be able to do is solve problems. If my ideal job is that new problems arise. I don't want when shit gets stale and I have to do the same thing like continuously, I get really stale and like I'm like, eh, maybe I like work today, maybe I don't. But um when I when there's a problem to solve, I'm I'm pretty like, I think we can do this, you know, and then I enjoy that way. All right. Well, does anybody, that's our final hypothetical. Anybody got anything else they want to throw in here? So this has been kind of a shorter one for our sake, but that's probably good. Our last one was pretty long with, with not much. Um, I don't know when we'll be coming out next, but this should be out tomorrow. I should have this done by tonight, but thank you guys. Oh, so tomorrow would be, June 1st. First. So, yep. yeah, Wednesday, June 1st. So, thank you all for listening. We appreciate the support. All you suckers. Wait, Mike, tell them to download everything. All right. So, <laughs> as, as I like to say, steal somebody's phone, download it on anything you can find, get your hands on. If you have a computer, listen to it on that. Just see what happens. Don't know if we'll get a listen out of that or not. But as you guys know, we lo- it makes us feel better about life you downloaded a couple times off through a couple devices steal your significant others put it on silent play it through the morning or something drain their battery down get them a little pissy with you <laughs> yeah get those listens get those listens too riley you got anything i mean not anything right now i wasn't really well prepared to have anything ready but whatever well, mike said and pat said do that all right but i do want to give the rundown real quick because i was running numbers i was a little bored so, Mike, how many downloads do you think we average per episode? So this is from from the jump. This is yeah. So from the beginning, downloads per episode. Downloads per episode, fifty eight, sixty five. 
So Ooh, that's very good. Yeah. Mark's fast food episode, Riley's first episode ever on the show reached a hundred. So we got one, we got one, one of our three <laughs> that we want a hundred and then 30, I think we averaged 35 or 36 unique listens per episode. So we're doing, well, I was going to be over that. So, Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I guess. Well, I'll, so I'll tell you, I was going to say like 47. Okay. Listen, yeah. Cause I thought there was a couple that were up there, but there is, there is a few. So then there's some that flopped our Jersey drop one flopped hard. I don't know if we just put that out at the wrong time, but when we did the best Jersey one and kind of released it on the side, but if you, if you put those together with the episode, it corresponds with it's still right on par, but, but anyways, thank you all. Thank you, all 35 of you listeners, all <laughs> 60, 65 of you downloaders. Uh, keep that, down- so that means like just about everybody is stealing a phone and downloading <laughs> someplace else. Thank you guys very much. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yep, that's working for us. So thank you all. And like always, all you suckers that are doubting the Brewers, the Packers, or the Bucks, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. Them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.